Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello, and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association, coming to you from central Pennsylvania. Joined, as always, by fellow co-host, Chris Martin. Chris, how are we doing today, Chris? Hey, John. How are you? How are you? I'm good. glad doing doing good. Good. Staying warm. I'm trying. I'm trying. But yeah, it's, it's all good. All right. Got good. the slippers on. That's you know. good. Well, <laughs> it's a great comfort, great. That's awesome. Yeah. Welcome to another episode. My name is Chris Martin, as John mentioned, and I am very happy to be the co-host with John on the Building PA podcast. And I am the president of Atlas Marketing, and we tell stories for companies that build and we like to work in construction, as you know. So, John, I think you know what I'm going to ask, and I'm going to kind of tee it up. What kind of stories are we telling today? Today, we're talking recruitment. We're talking training. We're talking everything construction field work here. We're talking the brains behind it. We got our fingertips. We're a phone call away from, from calling the great masterminds of the EAS Carpenters. And today, we're excited to be joined by Rob Smith. Rob is now, as of a week ago, yay, Rob. Rob is now executive training director for the EAS Carpenters Technical College. So welcome to the show, Rob. Thank you, John. Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here today. You bet, you bet. Before we Thank jump you. in and get all crazy and start talking about the direction you're going in, let's can we just kind of talk about the footprint of EAS and who is EAS and just kind of explain that. We explain it all the time, but I love beating this drum. I love hearing about it. Absolutely, absolutely. So the <laughs> Eastern Atlantic State Civil Council of Carpenters is made up of approximately 45,000 members hailing from states from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, uh, Washington, D.C., Virginia, West Virginia. So a rather large footprint, six states. We have approximately 4,000 apprentices in that territory as well. Nice. And and as I said earlier, you have a new title, and I also see Technical College after Carpenters. Can we explain that as well? Some, ex some exciting things we've been working on. Yeah, thanks, John. It's it's the Legacy Carpenters Joint Apprentice Committee a few years back started the process of going to a formal accreditation process. So looking to confer degrees or at least college credits. In the past, we had different relationships with community colleges, stuff like that. And and each community college was different. We still have those relationships with our community college friends and partners, obviously. But we said, you know what? We want to improve things. We want to try to make things better. So we uh, you know, achieved the accreditation through the Council of Occupational Education. And we are now moving forward to see that through. So we are we emerged recently with the Philadelphia JAC and the Northeast Carpenters Apprentice Training Fund have merged as of the first of the year to form the Eastern Atlantic States Carpenters Technical College, which is excellent. So we are in the throes right now of a final accreditation, adding those New Jersey campuses. That'll be seven campuses total under the technical college umbrella. So if you think of a Penn State or Rutgers, that'll add seven campuses to that umbrella. So this means the Carpenters are going to enter the NCAA and have compete at the, whether it's the Big East or the ACC or even the Big Ten. 
I mean, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We right? could have a right. hockey team on the horizon, like a winter nice. classic between, you know, New Jersey and Philadelphia. Nice. We'll see. You know, we don't know. Let's keep it serious now. Can I call you Dean? <laughs> so, can I call you Dean now? Dean of the yeah. college. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff here. <laughs> What's interesting, I mean, I've been out to Las Vegas a few times with clients and, and had the chance to go out and see and visit the Carpenters facility in Las Vegas. Um, very impressive. Very impressive on a national level. Is that kind of what you're repli- working to replicate on a more of a regional level or haven't even gotten that for you? Well, to some some aspects, yes. Some aspects, no, Chris. What we're looking at is we want to be able to the, – the International Training Center is a fabulous place. And I just got back. I was out there last mm-hmm. week. Fabulous place to go. And as a former instructor, all of our instructors from across the United States and Canada go out there for their train-to-trainer certification. So – um, there's a Penn yeah. State program that, that really takes you from the field to help make you an occupational instructor, an occupational educator, right? So uh, all of our instructors go through that training out of Las Vegas. It also could be subject matter for concrete formwork, doors and hardware, flooring, part of the millwright trade with the Siemens turbine training. There's a lot of different components that we go out there and all the instructors, again, from the United States and Canada go out there and receive their training and trainer certificates. Then they come back to their local training centers, which is where we're at with the technical college. And those instructors are now able to teach those classes to our our rank and file members. And it's the same, you know, continuity throughout the U.S. and Canada, throughout the uh, international training round. So on the local side, yeah, we're doing a lot of those classes here. But this technical college aspect is the first in the United Brotherhood of Carpenters in 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 the United States anyway. I believe there's a technical college. In, in Toronto for the Carpenters as well, along the same umbrella, but wow. along the same footprints. So yeah, so we're excited to be in the Philly, Jersey area, to be the the first and, uh, you know, looking to expand it as well. My favorite part of the Vegas training center, it was the underwater welding. That was just amazing. That section of the facility, I mean, it's just an incredible area. Everything's right there, so... But I know that's not what we're talking about. I apologize. I get us up. Well, no, it's fine. I, I mean, we, we love to have you come down to, uh, to our training center in, in Philadelphia. We have the same, a similar dive tank as what they have in Las Vegas. And we also just opened a dive school at one of our campuses for underwater welding and all the different training that's done for the infrastructure work in Hamilton, New Jersey. So if you guys wanted to broadcast live from that facility, I'd love to do it there someday. Field trip. Road Ooh, trip. There you go. All right, good. <laughs> All right it's done. Road trip. We'll pencil you in. There you go, guys. Sounds good. Done. Yeah, but as Chris mentioned, we could talk all day about the technical college, and, and we'll have to have you back periodically to get updates on that. But but today, the focus is more on all the great effort you guys are doing in, uh, in the area of minority recruiting. And you got the great CART program out of started in Philadelphia, and I believe it's in Pittsburgh now, too. And uh, hopefully spreading across the state here. But uh, if you could just kind of explain CARP, like what is it and why should we care about it? So uh, CARP is uh, the Carpenters Apprentice Ready Program. It is a Pennsylvania state certified pre-apprentice program. I'm proud to, uh, to say that's where it's grown. A few years back, I was a, a grant coordinator and instructor in Philadelphia, kind of found the department who was a workforce development grant through the state of Pennsylvania, looking to do this. As we're reading through it, I'm like, you know what, this is you know, kind of a great direction, opening doors to, you know, people that may not have been exposed to the trades in the past. 
and creating that opportunity and that pathway. And that's what CARP's designed to do. We're looking for, you know, people, you know, that, you know, that come from different you know, diverse backgrounds and are looking for that opportunity in the construction trades. We give them an eight week, eight Saturdays. They come to class. I was one of the first instructors to teach this in Philadelphia at the GBCA's office. We did it in the basement down there with their workforce development personnel. So it was kind of a partnership with just like everything the union does that's very successful. It all starts with a partnership with your contractor base and, and your, your, your membership and your, and your local union. So we had the contractors were bought in. The training fund was you know, definitely bought in on this. And, and we started opening the doors and putting this out there to different community groups, people that were on social programs and were looking for a new career path, using that career path to them. Rob, with that, what are some challenges that you guys are seeing, you men and women, I should say, not you guys, but the carpenters are seeing not only, you know, promoting the CARP program, but other challenges with expanding opportunities? So it's getting the, the common messaging out there when you talk about expanding those opportunities. It's always you know, good in the, in the city areas, in the large cities, like we've expanded to, uh, we started out in Philadelphia. We now have programs underway in New Jersey, in Edison and in Hamilton at those training facilities. We have a program in Pittsburgh. We have a program in, in the DC market, but getting to those more rural areas are some of the challenges that, that we're starting to find out. However, we are starting to make inroads there as well. Again, and talking with John's group, you know, in the Harrisburg area, have that partnership with the contractors to get the car programs going in those more in more rural areas. So in Philadelphia, you know, you have a nice partnership with, with GBCA and they kind of got CARP up and running. And in Pittsburgh, you know, EAS and the, and the master builders are working great. And I think they're in year two now, maybe for the CARP program or maybe yes, still the are. first yeah, year two. Okay. Year two. So, yeah. What else can we do, we being the KCA, what can we do to improve and expedite the process across the state? Absolutely. Any kind of promotion. I know GBCA, you know, was out in the front promoting this to their membership, asking for their members to, you know, take more apprentices and, and, and to support that, giving these students that successfully complete the program. So it's an eight Saturday program. And, you know, we, you know, make sure they're there at 7.30 when the program starts and they're there to 3.30, 4 o'clock to the end of the day. So they're putting a full eight hours in just like they would on a job site. And we want to make sure that at the end, we don't do the hiring or our contractors do the hiring and to have that partnership of, and we, we actually invite the contractors to come be a part of the event as well, to come be a part and speak with these students while they're in the training program on Saturdays. That way they're the, uh, the students get firsthand knowledge from the employers, what they're looking for, what type of employees they're looking for, and how a future, uh, what a future looks like as a, a tradesperson in the construction industry. So as far as the, uh, the diversity and inclusion component of this, how are the carpenters kind of attacking that and what's the approach? It's always training, right? So we just launched a module throughout the Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council. I've worked with the CCT and Cindy Williams and been discussing some things and, and with the council leadership as well. We put together a, a introduction to diversity, equity, and inclusion. So it's educating your members and your workforce first. So it's a one-hour module. It's done through the International's LMS platform. 
And that goes out to all of the members on the job site that can go out and participate in doing it on their phone at their home at their own time and get that training as well. So we also have a CCT has it on a platform for uh, on their webpage, Construction Contractor Trust. Uh, they also have it on their webpage for, you know, things as far as um, their LMS system as well. So they can go through that as well. Yeah. Now you mentioned some good resources out there from, uh, you know, EAS and CCT and all the good to talk about diversity and just to prep people and get them ready for this course. But can you maybe touch on like the benefits of, of a diverse workforce and what are you seeing in the field? And Absolutely. I mean, yeah. having that diverse workforce, it, it allows us to, first of all, anytime you have a diverse workforce, it allows you to get more than one perspective and a perspective yep. you may be missing, right? If you have everybody that's from the same upbringing and background, you're not getting that diverse opinion. So, yep. and having that diverse opinion leads to a lot of success. So that's that's something that's very important to us as well. But yeah, we see as these as the infrastructure bill and, and some of these projects come out, there's absolutely a demand for high paying careers and for good family sustaining wage jobs. And to spread that opportunity out to as many people as we can and throw, you know, that big, you know, just throw that that big network out there to as many people that are interested, to as many people that, that are looking for those good paying jobs. You know, it just makes total sense. Absolutely. So eight weeks, eight Saturdays, and then what's the next step after that, after they go through the training? There? If they successfully complete, do everything that's there, you know, the, everything that's there, then they come take our intake process, which consists of a, an interview, which could have a, a local a local union rep or a contract and, and or a contractor participating in the interview for the individual. They go through the interview and all through CORP, they're kind of being prep for that interview so they're successful. That's something else that we're doing with those soft skills and, and what's required. They do not only do an introduction to the trade on those Saturdays, but they're also prepping in the soft skills to be successful in the in construction trade industry and the union trade industry. So they would go through the interview and then complete the, uh, there's a math assessment and then there's also a, a hands-on component as well. So all three of those things give us a good snapshot of the candidate and they would get accepted if they were to get accepted and recommended to the apprenticeship program. And then the next thing we're looking for is that contractor piece, right? We want that contractor to be able to employ them. And, and that's where KCA, John, and the contractors yeah. come into play. Thanks. Well, hey, Rob, can I ask you this? Sure. I'm curious. You mentioned soft skills. Outside of the podcast here, I'm actually teaching a class on soft skills here in Pittsburgh at Duquesne University. And I'm curious when you mentioned the soft skills, like how is that being received by the apprentices and, and people coming through the CAR program? Do they see that as a value or are they just like, oh, God, I got to just deal with this and get it over with? Well, I'll tell you, in our world, if you're not, if you don't show up on time, uh, yeah. if, you, if you don't have the... Uh, you want to stick with something when it's tough, you know, in this, in the construction industry, it, it's not easy. It's not an easy job. And we try to put that out there right away. We say, you know, you need to be there on time. You need to be respectful. You need to be responsible. And, you know, it, construction work is very, very demanding. So if we can give any additional tools in the toolbox for them to be successful for the, for a new apprentice coming in, um, or somebody that's interested in our trade to be successful, to give that insight upfront and, yeah. and tell them what they're in for. Yeah, you're going to be out in the heat, 95 degrees, you know, 100 degrees, and you know, you're going to be working or you're going to be freezing your rear end off at 100 feet in the air. That's the world we're in. And you're going to be allowed to run a lot of noise and a lot of your environment changes on a daily basis. One minute there, there was a guardrail there. 
nothing there or there was a guardrail there one day and that guardrail is now gone because now the leading edge of the floor has moved because a new slab has been poured. So, I mean, yeah. it's just constantly changing environments and, you know, and, and, and having those conversations early on in those pre-apprentice classes really helped them get a full, well-rounded knowledge of, of what, what's expected of them. I think that's why, where it's most successful. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, so Philadelphia, four years, I believe. Pittsburgh, two years. I am sure there are tons of, of great people in the field now because of this program. And as you cross paths with them, as they come back for more training, refresher training, feel free to say, hey, do any of you want to come on a podcast and talk about Absolutely. the program? Absolutely, yeah. Because your input's awesome. We, we just had our first graduates, John. Now you're awesome. saying that. Yeah, there was two gentlemen. through our first pilot class that we ran, just graduated a year or so back at the Philadelphia graduation. So they're full-fledged journey persons in, in, in the Philadelphia market. And again, if you work 2,000 hours a year, you can make $100,000 a year. So, I mean, and that's, you know, they went from the one, the one student, when I mentioned that we started the pilot program, called me on a Friday. And I was cleaning out my garage and he calls me up. He says, uh, Mr. Smith, I don't know how he got my cell phone number. And, you know, hey, good for him. He's the, a persistent kid. And that's what we're looking for. He said, Mr. Smith, I need to know. I know you guys know if I pass the apprentice test to get in to the Philadelphia program, but I need to know because it's going to change my life. And this was on a Friday afternoon. And that's the kind of impact these type of programs make. He said, it's going to change my life. And I says, yeah, you passed. I said, congratulations. And he goes, I won't let you down. I won't let you down. He's been with the same employer for five years now, wow. five or six years now. He's been with the same employer and, you know, proud to say that he was one of the first ones that came through this program. That's what, that's what we're looking to do. And that's what these programs do. Rob, yeah. I have to ask, how did that make you feel when you got that phone call? How did it make you feel when I told that story? It felt great. It's great. Yes, it is. That's the most rewarding part of these jobs. I'm telling you. I mean, I've been blessed and fortunate that, you know, I have a 30 year career in the carpenters union. Right. So it was, I didn't know how it was going to work out when I started looking back on my career. Now I can't imagine that I started as a first year apprentice and now I'm executive director of a training fund. I went to school and went to college and when it really meant something to me, you know, just, you know, 15 years of working out in the field and 10 years of teaching and now five years in administration, you know, you run the whole gamut and that's what these, that's what this kind of opportunity can do for you. I just started out working, you know, and you learn the ropes and you, and you're free, you know, your industry. So it's, you know, it's really cool. It makes you feel great, especially when you look back. Yeah. I can't wait until it goes full circle and someone that goes through CARP is sitting in your seat and they're the training director. And that's just a temporary placeholder, man, because we're all going to retire is. someday. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I would tell you, though, that we are excited for this program to come to KCA territory. We, we had an event right before Christmas. The most recent Christmas, and we talked about different recruitment strategies, and we had one of your your council reps come and talk about the CARP program, and then there was a lot of questions about it and a lot of interest in the program, and hey, we're ready. We're ready to be uh, continue this great partnership that we have and, and help, help with this program. So no, That's great, John. If I can help in any way with promotion or myself, Rich Pagani, or any of the training local training directors in the in the area there can help have that conversation with your contractors, please let us know. Okay, sounds good. And and we're going to take you up on the offer for the tour, so you know. So, <laughs> Yes, that's great. Yeah, that would be cool. And we're speaking of the apprentices and 
the whole territory of the EAS, we uh, we're just launching a, a 2023 showcase, a construction showcase competition that I'm sure you're seeing some emails popping yep. up, John, in your inbox. Yep. So that's going to have 50 apprentices from the Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters region that I described earlier in the podcast. And those students, those fourth year apprentices are graduating to become journey persons. They're going to be competing in Atlantic City for the top apprentice in their trade group. It's really exciting, and we think it's a great way to showcase our skills that our apprentices have learned along the way through you know, a bona fide registered apprenticeship program. That's cool. Now, does that replace the, the open house building contest, or is that in partnership? For this year, it's going to replace a little bit, but yeah, it's held in Pittsburgh. They are still going to have an open house, do things, and Philadelphia is going to have an open house as well. I think they're going to try to do some community engagement events and stuff like that, everything. And so, just, you know, some efforts just targeted in a little different fashion. That's all. I'll be there. I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Rob, I know that John and I will definitely take you up on that offer to come out and tour. And we've done that Anytime, before James. and we'll we'll do it again. But I want to say thank you for joining us today. It's been a great conversation. And I'm certain that we're going to be contacting you and, and having more conversations around that. So, you know, feel free to let us know how we can help you, just like you just offered that up. And I want to thank you again for joining us today and can't wait for the next conversation. Yeah, Chris and John, this was awesome. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me today as well. Thank you for joining the Building PA Podcast. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.